Hello, mothlings, ghouls, and creatures of the night. You must have been attracted to our lot. You're listening to the Midnight Moth Podcast. I'm your host, Wednesday, from the band Pumpkin Guts, and this is your co-ghost, the moth ma'am, Molly Von Mothra. Hi, guys. So I am uh, recording currently in my haunted bathroom, so hopefully this goes okay. Um, if anything happens, though, with my dogs being loud or whatever, I'll have to move to a different room in the house where they'll be less uh, loud. So... <laughs> Or if anything happens with the bathroom ghost. Oh, yes. They're, it's, it's been pretty active as of late. Um, the other morning, because you can see my bathroom, the door and stuff, you know, from the kitchen. And we were sitting there eating breakfast. And um, I could see it moving around in the doorway of the, the bathroom while we were eating. And my partner was like, what are you looking at? And I was like, uh, just you know just the bathroom ghost and he was like oh <laughs> oh okay <laughs> no big deal <laughs> so uh he said he, he said are you sure it wasn't nux which is you know our black dog and i was like no it definitely wasn't it was up by yeah. the lot switch <laughs> he was like oh <laughs> <laughs> so yeah anyway um <laughs> Today is our last episode for January. This episode is special for multiple reasons. Um, One being that it's not going to be the exact date, but this does mark our one year anniversary of making this show because we released our very first episode of this show during the last weekend of January of 2022. Yay! Yay! So So we've been doing this for a whole year. Yes, um, and lots of things have changed already since the early days of the show, so I'm very excited to see what this year brings and to see how the show continues to change and grow and things like that. So I know our very first episode, we just kind of told you all a little bit about ourselves and why we like paranormal things and that kind of stuff. Um and it's just sort of progressed from there. Um, I'm not going to tell you all to go back and listen. But if you do want to hear how much we have actually progressed, you can go back and listen to that first episode. Because uh, it's a lot. We have changed a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like we finally found our rhythm. Neither yeah. one of us knew anything about doing this stuff when we first started doing it. It was just kind of like a just a random idea it's <laughs> just like hey let's do this thing and I was like okay <laughs> right because well I listen to a lot of podcasts but this is the first my first attempt of ever doing something like this and it it kind of spawned from doing I used to do Instagram lives to review movies you know and I know I've mentioned that on here before and I'm sure maybe some of our listeners actually know about those but as I got tired of that format and I know it's tedious to upload an hour-long video and all that kind of thing. We just ended up, you know, we ended up doing doing it this way instead. So it's more, you all can listen whenever you have time to listen. It's not like, oh, I have to be available at 9 p.m. on this day so I can hear this thing. It's like, you can download us and just listen anytime you want. I think that's a lot better for people. <laughs> Yeah, and it also gives us a chance to give you guys more content, like, beyond just movie reviews, too. Yeah, um, and it's not so... We're still very loosely scripted. uh, We're not scripted, really, at all. It's 
we write down things, information, you know, to, to tell you all about whatever we're talking about, but it goes a lot better, not just having to try to pull stuff out of the air and out of your, you know, you know, you know what I mean? Um, having, <laughs> out of your, you know, <laughs> out of your, you know, <laughs> it's uh it's just a little bit better to have some notes that you can look at and read those. And I can go back and fix things if we mess up on saying stuff it's not just there forever and everybody heard me do it (laughs) (laughs) um often the dogs bark and things and sometimes I have to leave it in but a lot of times I'm able to cut it out and you know uh honestly if you think the amount that you hear the dogs barking in some of our episodes is is wild you should hear the amount that I cut out (laughs) yeah um, eventually that won't happen. I am sorry about that. But uh, see, right there, there's one right now. <laughs> that was um, perfect timing. <laughs> she's a guest star, you know. <laughs> Our episode today is a movie review episode, and we're both really excited to talk to you all about this. And I think it's a great way to close out January because it's loosely been a month about psychics. And what better psychic phenomenon, psychic wielding, ability wielding person to talk about than Carrie? Yes. So Carrie is a classic. We're talking about the um, original today. It came out in 1976. Um, It was directed by Brian De Palma. And as you all probably know, it was, you know, written and adapted by Stephen King from his from his uh, first novel. Yeah, which I can't believe that that was his first novel. And it was basically just straight out the gate. A bestseller did so good. Um, And he didn't even like it at first. Like he threw the thing in the trash and his wife got it out and read it. And she was like, no, you should finish this. This is good. Which is wild. He should be thanking his wife. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which I'm sure she's also just very grateful too because they have a an excellent life because of his writing. But yeah, like the the world of horror would not be what it is without the work of Stephen King. So I did I did not realize this was the first thing that he did because you would think I don't know. Like it doesn't seem like most people don't have this kind of success with their very first thing, especially if they're a brand new person, you know, like he, he didn't come from like a a family of well-known authors or movie stars or anything like that. He's just your average guy who wrote a novel and, and he had this success with it. So it's, it's just interesting and really cool to me to know that, that he just like came out the gate and was, phenomenal pretty much exactly yeah and that is uh that's just something that I can only dream about you know like me being somebody who likes to write and stuff if I ever write anything that even gets a fraction of the success that this man got from his very first book I I would just I don't even know what I would do I would be ecstatic So um, I had the synopsis for you guys, and it doesn't really accurately explain the plot to me, but I'm going to read it anyway. It says, (laughs) in this chilling adaptation of Stephen King's horror novel, withdrawn and sensitive teen Carrie White faces taunting from classmates at school and abuse from her fanatically religious mother at home. When strange occurrences start happening around Carrie, she begins to suspect that she has supernatural powers. Invited to the prom by the empathetic, empathetic 
Tommy Ross, Carrie tries to let her guard down, but things eventually take a dark and violent turn. You know, I really wouldn't say that she is, at a, I, I forgot the word that they just used. She knows she has those powers. She yeah, uses she's them. very aware of them. Yeah, she uses them very um, meaningfully, right from, very purposefully, right from the very beginning of the movie. Like, that, okay, the, the light, the light that explodes during the first scene of the movie, that, I, I could say maybe she didn't do that on purpose. That was just her being upset. But she intentionally does everything else that she does. She knows she can do that stuff. So I will say, um, before any of you guys watch this, if any of you have, like, a sensitivity to saying blood and things like that, like, to gore, I don't recommend watching this because there is a lot of blood in the movie. I won't say that there's a lot of, like, shown violence. There is some domestic violence, too, though. Yeah, um, this movie definitely does need a, a trigger warning. Yes, I maybe even would give this episode a trigger warning just because we are going to be discussing that stuff because, um, you know, there's there's religious trauma in this movie. There's, like you said, like domestic uh, stuff that happens, like domestic assault. There is bullying, just a lot of a lot of things that this whole movie is very it's it's very disturbing, honestly, overall. Yeah, uh, but as far as, like, actual gore, there's only one scene in it that I would say is, like, gory mm-hmm. or, like, you know, but all the other things is kind of what you need to watch out for. So I'm just going to say that from the beginning so you guys are aware. So one of the things I wanted to mention before as we're we're getting into this is how interesting it is to me that typically in movies and stuff your powerful psychic people are females and i i feel like that has a lot to do with just where society is and stuff like that um maybe like it's it's a way of showing that even if a um like a, a girl or a woman is in a bad situation that they can still be powerful and strong and things like that there's a lot of this movie really is ends in a revenge sort of way but i just find that intriguing that most of the time the only the only thing i can think of where you really see men with psychic powers um, that aren't vampires is stranger things because you know in that last season that they put out of Stranger Things you see that there were boys and stuff you know that were there that could do the kind of psychic stuff that Eleven can do but other than that I can't think of a lot of examples of of men or boys being psychics in movies no it seems like they uh don't depict men as psychics very much I'm not really sure on like what the reason for that is it feels like I don't know, in this movie, I will go ahead and say that I believe that everything that Carrie did was completely justified and all these people deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it I... just feels like they were like, oh, she just, you know, she got emotional. She went over the edge. But, I mean, it was deserved. Like, she, you know, they pushed her. They pushed her and pushed her and pushed her until she just couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. Um, and, 
really everybody in this film she's just repeatedly let down um you know nobody there is one person who does attempt to sort of advocate for her overall though no one is really advocating for her nobody's in her corner and it's just really sad and I feel I feel bad for her and I'm just going to also go ahead and say I did not do a lot of digging into the background as far as behind the scenes stuff goes with this just because I have a lot of feelings about the movie and the story all on its own and I just didn't I I did look up some behind the scenes stuff you know and if it feels relevant I'll I will say that stuff as we get to it but I just think that this story is such a powerful story and a sad story that I really just want to talk about the story yeah so we're just gonna jump right into it um right in the beginning of the movie and as I said there's lots of blood and like trauma kind of traumatizing things that happen in this movie but right in the beginning um and there's a lot of nudity too by the way yeah in case I mean, that bothers it's... anybody there's lots of female nudity yeah it's not like the at least at the the beginning of the movie which i honestly throughout it there it's not it's not really sexual like this nudity at the start isn't sexual it's just there to be there i don't know there was there was kind of no need for it at all but so it starts out and you know carrie's a high school student and they're in this uh locker room i guess it's after gym class and they're all like showering and things like that and all these girls are like completely naked. Like you can see everything. Yeah, and they're kind of ha- like honestly, they're just kind of they're comfortable with each other. They're they're having a fun time in the locker room together, <laughs> just kind of you know like joking around with each other, talking to each other, laughing, whatever. It's not a big it's not a big deal. Nobody's doing anything weird. I couldn't remember. I've never seen this uh, original movie until I watched this to, for the for the show. I've seen a remake of it before and in the remake the the remake from the early 2000s they have this scene in the middle of the movie it's not here at the front of the movie like it is with this one and so I you know I didn't know so it cuts to Carrie and she's over there showering and uh like you said, there's nothing like weird or sexual going on or anything. They're just all over there like laughing and cutting up and stuff to themselves. But then um, as Carrie's taking a shower, you can see blood start running down her leg. Anybody that's listening that has like female anatomy, you know what that means. Like that she started her period and um, she gets really tore up because she has no idea what that is her mom had never discussed it with her and she's got like blood all over her hands and stuff she thinks she's dying so she runs to those other girls and she's just like freaking out she's like please help me help me i think i'm dying and uh so they all start making fun of her because they all you know obviously know what that is and stuff they all start laughing and like throwing tampons and pads at her and stuff like that telling her to plug it up and stuff and it's just really traumatizing and i could just imagine like how scary that because not to get super gross and personal but like i was really young when that happened to me and i had that same reaction but i can only imagine being like 16 or 17 and that happening and you have no idea what's happening right yeah and like these okay i have i've had somebody when in school again i've had someone throw a tampon at me before and things like that just being a jerk really but 
these girls quickly take this over the top. You know, it's like, okay, at first, if you want to to have made fun of this girl because she's freaking out and you're a, a butthead, you did that. You threw a tampon at her. You said something mean to her. Whatever. Let it go. Instead, they chase her all the way to the back of this shower stall and get her in the corner and they literally pull the pad dispenser open that's on the wall and start pulling the pads out of it and throwing them at her. Yeah, like, they're just all ganging up on her and just being ruthless for no reason at all. Yeah, and and it's just, uh, why? Why take it so, it's, why take it so far? That's ridiculous. Like, I just don't understand why nobody was just like, hey, chill, you're not dying. Right. They get broke up by the gym teacher. She comes through there, and I wanted, this part, I wanted to root for her, but, like, I just don't understand. She uh, breaks them up and stuff, tells everybody to, like, go away, and she goes over there, and she grabs Carrie, and she's like, it's okay, calm down, calm down, and then she just, like, slaps her in the face, and she's like, I said, calm down, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, why do you have to hit her? Right, yeah, like, I guess trying to break her out of her hysteria or whatever. But then she, after she smacks her, she looks at her and she's like, oh, you don't know, do you? I didn't know. I'm so sorry. It's like, why did you smack her to begin with? Right after that, the scene right after that also makes me, like, mad at this teacher. Because, like, throughout this movie, this is the only person that she has kind of on her side. And she's not even really on her side, I don't feel like. No, Miss Collins Uh is her name. So it cuts to um, her talking to the principal, and this uh, this scene really shows the time period because they're both in the like school office smoking. Yeah, smoking and, cigarettes, uh, just like it's no big deal. <laughs> like he's smoking like a pop, and she's smoking a cigarette, yeah. and they just have an ashtray just sitting there on the desk. Like it's it's very reminiscent of the time period. It's is obviously a lot different back then, but um, yeah. sitting out in the hall she could kind of hear him talking and stuff. And uh, this teacher is talking to the principal and she says something along the lines of like, all these girls were heckling her and I just felt the need to, too. Yeah. She was like, and you know, I get it. I understand. It's like, I, why are you acting that way about it? Why are you freaking out so bad? Yeah, like she was very much. And the, the principal was like, "How does she not know what was what going on with her?" And Miss Collins is just like, "Well, you know how her mother is, and they're really religious, and she just never been informed of it." And he's like, "Well, still, you would think somebody would have told her." It's like, no, you you all don't even know what's going on in your own school. Like nobody pays attention to this girl. She has no friends. Who who would have talked to her about that? And then um, <clears throat> the principal pisses me off because he's talking to this teacher about her, and he keeps he called her Cassie Rot, and that teacher's yep. like, "No, her name's Carrie White." And then. When when he like yelled at her directly after that he still called her cassie and then he called her cassie again when he was talking to her face to face yep and also you see this man get extremely uncomfortable because the gym teacher has carrie's period blood on her pant leg where carrie had like grabbed her pant leg and he's just like is looking at it like he's so grossed out by it and when he call, he ends up calling Carrie Cassie for like the second or third time, and that's when she intentionally uses her powers and she throws their ashtray off of the desk. Yeah, and she busts it in the floor, and like nobody seems to think anything of this. I know. Like they literally watched it just fly across the room. Yeah, and they're just kind of like, okay, that was normal. 
yeah they or sent they send her home and then they give her a week off from gym class so she don't have to deal with those girls any like again you know for a little while we also get this scene with her mom where her mom is like going over to talk to this girl named sue that is the one that kind of is for tries to be sort of friends with uh carrie later her mom goes over to that woman's house and is trying to talk to her about the bible and going to church and stuff and you can tell just right away this woman's a very fanatical person and she is so goofy though the way her mannerisms the way that she moves when she talks and her accent and all that stuff i'm just like oh my god Yeah, like, she's so over the top, and I feel like there's kind of a reason for that. Didn't you uh, say you read something about that? Oh, yeah, she uh, she was, a, like, a comedy actor, and when she read this this screenplay for this movie, she thought that it was a dark comedy because she couldn't take this woman seriously that she was supposed to be playing, and they kept having to remind her during scenes, like, you're playing, you're acting this wrong she's serious here she's not joking like this isn't you know and she would just bust out laughing after the scenes were over though because she thought this woman was just so over the top and ridiculous which is kind of i'll be honest it's kind of scary because like i feel like we've met people identical to that woman especially living in the area that we live in i've met some pretty like fanatic christians yeah, I have some And this areas. isn't me dogging, like, Christianity or anything, guys, for anybody, you know, that's religious out there or whatever. I'm just saying, like, these people push it down your throat and are just crazy about it. That's the kind of stuff that, I, like, I just, I can't get behind, you know? Like, you believe whatever you want to believe. It's totally fine. But this stuff is scary. Yeah, it, this is the kind, the way this woman is is the stuff that creates religious trauma. I mean, like, I have not not like to this degree but I, I I have experienced you know religious trauma and stuff and you have personally seen me have a like a panic attack because of somebody acting the way this woman is acting it's awful it's like I don't know how you I don't know how you get to that point oh and also I will say I don't think this woman makes any sense because She's saying she's this super religious person and talking about the Bible and all of that kind of thing. But then she's like okay with murder, apparently, and being violent and stuff. You know, that doesn't make sense. Just very hypocritical. Yeah. But it comes to a scene and it shows her over at this girl's house and she's like trying to give this book to this girl's mom to give to the girl about like sinning as a teenager or something and all the while this woman's just kind of like cracking jokes and like drinking her wine and stuff yeah and she was like sitting there watching a soap opera i mean you can see the stark contrast between these two people and she eventually just ends up giving her money and basically telling her i mean you know without saying it that's her telling her to leave yeah she uh she was like i'm gonna donate five dollars and then she goes actually ten dollars to your cause yeah and that was just like i see yeah like carrie's mom gets mad she's just like okay (laughs) so it shows her going back to her house and carrie's up in her room like staring out the window i don't know like how her mom didn't see her like she had like her whole body out the window but (laughs) 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 i'm sure she did see her because she tells her when she gets in there she's like i know you're up there (laughs) (laughs) 
so Katie comes down and she starts talking to her mom about what's going on. And basically her mom just starts like telling her that um the reason she started her period is because she sinned. Yeah. And- and- she keeps hitting her with the Bible. Like she just keeps smacking her with it. And she's like, you have to repeat after me. So I know that, you know what you did wrong. And she's like, the first sin is intercourse. Yeah. She just keeps telling her like to say it. And Carrie's like, no, I'm not going to say it. And she like hits her in the face. Yeah. And And it's like hitting her like over and over until she says what she wants her to say. It also makes me like, obviously, her mom also doesn't understand the female anatomy. So she was like, oh, you had sex. So that's the only reason you're bleeding now. Right. Like, you know, that's not correct. This woman knows that's not correct. She's just abusive. Yeah. Everybody in this movie, by the way, I think I think they're all psychopaths. Like all the girls in Carrie's class, psychopaths. This woman, psychopaths. They're all they all are. Yeah, there's something like severely wrong with 90% of the cast. Yeah. And then she ends up after she makes Carrie say that the only that basically that women are bad, that it's that women brought sin into the world and it's women's fault that the world is the way that it is and she locks her in the in a closet to make her pray and it's like just there's so much to unpack there i just like you know there are people who believe that way too which is really sad and messed up but that she she really this woman truly believes that believes what she's saying and it just makes me feel so bad for for carrie for multiple reasons and she just went through this very very traumatic thing at school and then she has to come home to her mom treating her like that like there's just no there's no solace for her nobody is good to her also in this closet there's this very awful depiction of jesus like there's this very scary little lot of statue that's got jesus full of arrows for some reason yeah it's uh i mean it's that is foreshadowing for something that happens at the towards the end of the movie oh 100 percent yeah um, but- I don't understand why I've never in my life heard that somebody shot arrows into Jesus while he was being crucified. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, me either. That's uh, that's what I was wondering about. Because I'm like, is this uh, some religious thing that like I just don't know anything about? If any of you guys have any insight on that, I'd, I'm just really curious. I'd love to know. Because I've never, ever seen a depiction of Jesus on the cross full of arrows. No, I just, I don't. I do not think that is correct. But she spends some time in this little tiny cramped closet kind of thing. And when she comes out, though, she seems like she's calmed down. Like, maybe she feels better or whatever. Isn't that the part then when she she goes up to her room, she busts her mirror because she's just, like, so angry, I guess. Like, she's staring into her mirror and shatters it. Yes. Her mom hears it bust and she runs upstairs and she's like, what's that noise? And Carrie had already like put it back together. Yeah. She's just like, I don't know what you're talking about, mama. <laughs> I'm just, just saying my prayers. And then that's when you're kind of like, uh oh, you know, this girl is, uh, she's about she, to lose it. Yeah. She's going to hurt somebody. I mean, she did. I forgot about that, but she did make that kid on her, her walk home. She made that kid wreck his bike. <laughs> Yeah, but he deserved it. Oh, no. Yeah, definitely. Because he's calling her Scary Carrie. And she just, like, whips her head at him. And he flies to the ground. (laughs) Everybody in this movie deserves what they get. I mean, really. Oh, 100% they did. I don't even care. I don't care about anybody else's opinions on that. They all deserved what they got. Right. 
And you know, okay, so the the next day they're showing the girls that were being bullying her, and Miss Collins is telling them like, I tried to get all of you revoked from being allowed to go to prom. None of you were, you know, she's just basically she's like, none. If it was left up to me, none of you would be going. Your senior year would be done. You would not get to do anything fun. Uh, which you know, I think that today. If a bunch of kids did what those kids did, they definitely they pro they would get suspended. I mean, there's just no they they definitely would lose their right to go to prom. There would be no prom. Yeah, but apparently, what the principal decided on because like he's a douchebag um, was to just give him a week of detention. Right, which they definitely deserve much more than that. And these girls, though, none of them, with the exception of Sue, are remorseful for what they did. They're just no. Mad mad that they got in trouble over it even though carrie didn't in any way shape or form deserve what happened to her and they still they there's no remorse they don't apologize and they do not seem to even understand why they're in trouble for it like they feel completely justified in their actions of what they did which i think is just that's why i'm like these are a bunch of psychopaths How can yeah see that they're all crazy and you can see it throughout the movie like just the way that these girls act about things like they just like do not see any wrong in anything that they're doing is even as far as they end up taking it they just see nothing wrong with it yeah Um, but so instead what'd you say the teacher's name is miss collins so miss collins ends up saying that she is going to be the one in charge of their detention and for their detention for the week she's going to make them like basically stay outside and do a bunch of really grueling exercises and stuff for the whole like hour that they're in it every day and then we get this terrible scene a sequence of them doing exercises and it is so (laughs) off-putting yeah like they're just doing like push-ups and um jacks jumping jacks and stuff your main mean girl what is her name I don't know. I can't remember it. I know I don't like her, though, but I don't remember what her name is. Oh, yeah, Chrissy. So, after it shows this, like, weird little sequence of them doing workout routines and stuff, uh, your main mean girl, the blonde, Chrissy, she's like, I'm sick of this. I'm not doing this. So, she, like, runs up to the teacher, and she's like, you can't make me do this. And then, again, Miss <laughs> uh, Collins slaps her across the face, and Chrissy just starts crying. She's like, you're not going to get away with this. And she's like, yeah, I am. <laughs> she's like, I'm going to make sure you get canned and you never work again. And she's like, yeah, okay, whatever. So, she's like, Chrissy's trying to convince all the other girls to come with her and stuff, and none of them will. And she just kind of runs away and so she gets banned from going to prom so i'm trying i can't remember the exact next scene but i do know after she gets in trouble and all that and she's like you know i'm not i I don't understand why she she basically did the full thing the full day of detention and before she did that so it's like if you made it through one day you can do the whole week but whatever you find out about the these girls like you start seeing their boyfriends and all that kind of stuff and Sue goes to her boyfriend and she's like, will you do a favor for me? His name's Tommy. She's, and he's like, yeah, sure, of course. And she's just like, I need you to take Carrie to prom. And immediately my brain is just like, what is this? Why? What is the, the point? What is the thing that you're thinking about doing right now? I don't understand where you're going with this. You know, like, it's her boyfriend. Why would, why? 
And later, Miss Collins is talking to them because she's like, I don't trust what's happening, you know? She's like, you can't go to prom without a date. And then that girl does end up, like, not going to prom. So I'm like, was that a rule? Did they literally have it set up that if you don't have a person to go with that you could not go to prom? Which is crazy to me because I knew all kinds of people that went to prom without anybody. Right. I mean, why would you? That just seems weird to do, like. One of the things at prom, like, you know, when it's leading up to prom in high school and stuff is is trying to prevent teenagers from hooking up with each other. And if you are literally making it a rule that they have to bring a date with them, then aren't you kind of like promoting that? Yeah, it's just it's very strange. I don't know. But also, again, it was 1976. So that's true. They probably were like, oh, it's so cute. All these little couples together, whatever. But, you know. It's just strange. It takes a little bit of, I guess, convincing or whatever, um, which Sue doesn't really do anything to convince Tommy to take Carrie to prom. He just eventually, I guess he keeps thinking about it. And he's like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. I'll ask her. And then the mean girl, Chrissy, you see her with her boyfriend, who is played by John Travolta. And I don't remember what his name is. Billy. Billy. I'll tell you why I remember that in a minute. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're in a car together driving down the road or whatever, and he is an idiot, and, and she is also an idiot, and, like, that somebody that they know pulls up next to them, and he's like, hey, give me a beer, and that person just throws a beer to him, and he starts drinking beer while he's driving or whatever, and... As they're, like, flying down the road, whatever, they're, I don't even know, they're kind of having a conversation, but then she's also, Chrissy's calling him stupid and stuff like that, and dumb, and then he ends up, he, he reaches over with the back of his hand and smacks her. She does not even respond to it she doesn't flinch she doesn't do anything he's he literally smacks her and then she's like oh i love you so much billy I'm like, yeah what? like it's just like psychotic like the whole the whole thing between these two in this car because like one second they're being all lovey and like making out and stuff and then the next second they're fighting and threatening to break up with each other and like it does that for like a solid five minutes yeah because they get parked and stuff and it happens again where he just reaches over and smacks her and then she's like just giggling about him smacking her and he starts calling her crazy and stuff then she leans over and starts to perform oral sex on him supposedly but somehow is also just speaking the entire this is time why i remembered his name <laughs> so it looks like she's like going down on him but she just keeps going billy billy oh billy oh billy <laughs> just like that too like she just does she just says it like 20 times yeah and That's- i'm like what is she doing like <laughs> That scene was so uncomfortable. I hated everything about it. And he's he just, just like, says, I hate Carrie White. And he goes, who? And then it cuts out. <laughs> okay, that's what she said. I couldn't understand what she said. I was like, weird. So then uh, we see that Carrie is at, I think it's back at school. And I think they're in the library. And Tommy comes up and asks Carrie to go to the prom with him. And she tells him no. She tells him she can't go. And he asks her, I think he asks her, like, you know, he sort of tries to talk her into it. And she she still just says no. She's like, I can't. And Miss Collins comes and talks to her about it. And she is like, 
Carrie's not stupid, you know. She knows. She's like, no, they're just trying to pull a, a trick on me again. Like, he would not ask me to the prom. Why would he? And Miss Collins is like, oh, no, of course he would. You'd be lucky to, you know, or he'd be lucky to go with you and all this stuff. And basically talks her into thinking that the guy really does like her. And then that's when you get the whole thing where Miss Collins go- meets with Sue and that and Tommy and is like, what are you trying to pull? What are you doing? You know, whatever. And then you find out Sue's motive is to try to get Carrie involved with the rest of the group and get her to be social and stuff. And I'm like, that's a weird way to do that. I feel like there's definitely other single dudes in that school that she could have been like, hey, can I pay you to take Carrie to the prom or whatever? Yeah. I mean, I just don't get asking your own boyfriend to take someone else to prom to try to give them an opportunity to be more social. Why does Especially, this... like, as physical and stuff as this dude ends up getting with Carrie. It's kind of uncomfortable. Right. And it's like, why did this girl not just go to her and try to be friends with her? That would have made so much more sense. I literally don't get it. I do not know. And I know in the remake, that's not what happens. The girl does, Sue does become friends with Carrie in the remake that I watched. So... I just found it so bizarre that that was her idea of how to, you know, how to get Carrie involved in in being social. It's just bonkers to me. It makes no sense. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. I feel like in this movie, like, the whole, everything was, like, around the prom. You know what I mean? Like, that was the whole, like, pivotal thing was prom. Yeah, definitely. they had to figure out any way, I guess, to get Carrie to the prom. Right, and I think that the way that it's kind of set up is you're not really sure of Sue's motives, though. You don't know if you can trust her about it or not, because later somebody says that they heard about Tommy asking Carrie to go to the prom, and uh, she's like, yeah, I heard about that, too. And then they're like, what is everybody going to say? And she's like, I guess they'll just deal with it in their own way, which leads you to feel like that this girl was involved with the plan, but really she's not. I don't think she is anyway. She seemed very surprised about what happens at the end of the movie. She seemed just as surprised as anybody else. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think she was genuine. I think her and Tommy was genuinely just trying to be nice. But he ends up showing up at her house and asking her again to go with him to prom. And she's freaked out by it because she knows her mom will freak out if she sees a boy there. He tells her he won't leave until she says yes, which let's just go ahead and say how problematic that is. This girl said no. She told you she could not go to this dance. Leave her alone. That's so weird. Yeah, like, why are you, like, harassing her? Right, like, just, I don't know. And being like, well, I'm not going to leave until you say yes. Like, that's so gross. Like, don't I hate that. Yeah, like, that's not okay. And then she does eventually give in to it. She's like, okay, okay, fine, just leave, you know. And this abrupt change after this point, she asks her mom if she can go to the prom. Of course, her mom says no. And then she basically just starts using her psychic powers on her mom and is like, things are going to change around here. Yeah, like, it just seems she got, like, boy brain and completely changed your whole attitude. Yeah, I don't know. I just found that to be so incredibly wild. Like, there was no buildup for it or anything. It's just this guy asking her to go to the prom and her thinking that he genuinely wants to go with her was enough of a confidence boost for her to stand up to her mom and finally use her psychic powers against her mom. 
Which I, it did show a scene where she obviously had a crush on this guy. Oh, yeah. Doesn't she have, like, his uh, a picture of him from the newspaper type? Oh, I don't know about that. I didn't see that. I was talking about when they was in class and they was reading that guy's poem. Oh, yeah, and she really liked his poem. And then that, that dumb teacher makes fun of her because he's like, I want a criticism on this poem. And she says, I think it's beautiful. And he just starts making fun of her. Yeah, like, everybody makes fun of her for, like, no, for why? Like, for what reason? Like, right. she's just like, oh, it's beautiful. And he's like, oh, beautiful. Yeah, and the whole class starts laughing and stuff. And it's just like, like, what kind of teacher are you? That is a, I don't know, like, that's a perfectly fine thing to say about a poem. <laughs> like, why you want a dog on it so bad just because a basketball player wrote it? Right, and you know, in my opinion, I thought it was a, a decent poem. I didn't think anything was wrong with it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's the thing where you could kind of see that Carrie does have a thing for this boy. But still, it just it just felt like a kind of like goofy and bizarre reason for that to be like her turning point, you know? Yeah, and she does though. At that point, she's just like basically using her psychic powers on her mother over and over again. After that, and well, then. Once everybody else finds out Carrie is actually going to the prom, that's when the evil plan uh, with Chrissy and her friends starts happening. These psychopaths quite literally go to a farm and kill a pig with a sledgehammer. Yeah, it was horrible. I hated that. I'm glad they didn't show anything. Yeah, I was very um, appalled by that. I I didn't know that that's what happened. I didn't know they actually went and killed an animal and and did that. I thought they, like, got it from a butcher shop or something. Yeah, I didn't remember that part. I had seen this movie before, but it had been a long time, and I did not remember that. And uh, pigs are my favorite animal. So I was like, no. Right? It was so sad. Anyway, they collect a bunch of blood. I was very confused about the timeline. I thought they did this like a week in advance and had that blood for like a whole week, but I guess not. <laughs> no, it only been like a day or two. Right. There was just a lot that happened in that time frame. Yeah. So Carrie hand makes her dress because, of course, she does. You know, her mom is clearly not going to buy her a dress. And it actually turns out really pretty for her to have, especially for her to have made it herself. And you get this really weird and kind of funny montage of the boys trying on tuxedos together. I didn't know who that tall one was. No, they were just kind of randos that were friends with Tommy, I guess. But yeah, they're like making fun of each other trying to figure out if their tuxedos should have ruffles or not and like it's just so bizarre it's so goofy there's like a five seconds where they speed up their like conversation and they all sound like chipmunks and i don't really know what the purpose of that was right but this scene to me though what it did say is that tommy legitimately did want to go to the prom with carrie like he seems like he's having an actual good time yeah and he's actually trying to look nice and like pick out a good tux and stuff like that yeah and he even bought her a little corsage and stuff right and you know carrie's dress is like pink and she has it on and her mom comes upstairs and she's like i should have known you would wear red the devil's color and she's <laughs> literally wearing like a baby pink dress yeah she's like it's pink mama <laughs> so her mom is like he's not coming 
you should just cancel and stay here with me and it'll be okay and we'll pray and everything will be fine and it'll go back to normal. And she's like, no, like he is coming. He'll be here. It's okay. Her mom just keeps trying and trying to convince her not to go. And one of the things that she says to her is that they're all going to laugh at her. She's like, they're all going to laugh at you, Carrie. They're all going to laugh. And for some reason, my partner says that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) It's like his favorite line from this movie, I guess. I, I, I I had never seen this movie before, so I never really knew what he was talking about. But he does it all the time. He'll just be like, they're all going to laugh at you. (laughs) <laughs> I love that. That's hilarious. <laughs> but basically, she gets sick of her mom's crap, and she like uses her psychic powers and pins her down to the bed so she can. And she's like, "Now shut up until I get out of the house." <laughs> and it's just like a such a huge change in her personality. Yeah, no, I did find that to be very funny, though. Like. I don't know. I can, can you, you deserve it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you know, as a, a teenager, being able to do that to anybody, like a teacher or like any authoritative figure in your life who's just kind of making you feel bad, like having that thought, like just being able to throw them down and be like, shut up. <laughs> but so after that, she leaves with Tommy and they, you know, head down to the prom or whatever. Yeah, and the prom is jam-packed. I mean, there are so many people there. Their class must have been gigantic, which I think is bizarre because it seems like they live in a pretty small town, but there's yeah, like... Yeah, I can't relate. Right. There's like a hundred people there or more, and they're all having a good time. Everybody's dancing and, you know, whatever, and it looks really nice, and it's just a big... This was the part of the movie, I think, that gave me um, the strongest Bloody Valentine vibes. And I guess it was because it just, that party scene, you know, like it really, to me, it had the same vibe as that movie. It was very, very strange. Well, I think, uh, when did Bloody Valentine come out? Wasn't it around the same time? I think so. I think it was late 70s or early 80s. So that could explain why they're... Yeah, like very similar cinematography and, and stuff like that. But, you know, everybody's just boogieing and having the, having the time of their lives. Tommy and carrie sit down together and they're just talking and stuff and it again i mean it honestly seems like they're connecting with each other it seems like he's legitimately interested in talking to her and being with her and stuff and somebody even tells her that they like her dress like the night is actually going really good for her yeah and i will say that she looked so cute like she curled her hair and she did her makeup and she's wearing that cute little dress like she looked really nice yeah like it was I don't know I just honestly the movie it I feel like in a different world somewhere this is this movie doesn't end the way it does like Carrie wins prom queen and the main girl just has to just has to eat it and she just you know it's like a Cinderella story if you tuck out the the stuff that actually happens this is a Cinderella story (laughs) Yeah, because, like, this next scene, like, Tommy uh, finally convinces Carrie to dance with him. Yeah. And so they're, like, slow dancing, and they're, like, having a moment. And she's, like, asking him, like, why he chose to ask her to the prom and stuff like that. And he's, like, talking about because she liked his poem and nobody else did and all this. And it's just a really sweet moment. And like you were saying, right at this point, my boyfriend was like, I wish it would have just ended right here. That would have been such a sweet movie. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, really, it could have. It just would have been so, like, 
I want I want Carrie to have a good a good ending. She really, you know, she really deserved it. And that's I She deserved I, better. Yeah, like I just hate the I hate what happens. I really do. It makes me feel so bad. But but they start like they do the voting for prom king and queen and he's like let's vote for ourselves and she's like no like that's I don't want to do that that's not okay and he's like come on let's do it it's just nobody ever knows it's just funny let's vote for ourselves and she's like he convinces her and she's like laughing and having a good time which you don't ever see her do and she and he's she's like okay so they do and then you see that the popular kids have this entire stack of fake ballots and they throw the real ballots down that way they can ensure that Carrie and him win so and this then, girl that's collecting the ballots, I want to talk about her for just a second. Um, her name is PJ, and her entire personality is this ugly little red ball cap. And all throughout this movie, she's wearing this little ball cap, and she even wears it to prom. She's wearing a big, floofy, like, white prom dress, and she's wearing a little ball cap with, like, rainbow buttons all over it. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, uh, it's very weird and just kind of, like, I don't know. I mean, I guess you're supposed to get a feeling from this girl that she's just kind of funny and, you know, whatever. Like, she's probably the class clown or something like that. But it's so strange. It is awful. Like, It's just like, look at me. I'm quirky. Exactly. Yeah. She comes off as like a (laughs) tryhard. Yeah. But that's really all I have to say about her. But she is one of the mean girls. But anyway, I digress. Um... (laughs) She goes over there and, like, there's, like, this weird scene where she, like, just makes out with this random guy. Yeah, in order to, I guess, distract from her replacing the ballots with fake ballots or whatever. Yeah, so she, like, throws those real ballots down and, like, kicks them under a table and then, like, takes the fake ones over to the judges and stuff. And then right after that, they announce that Tommy and Carrie won prom king and queen and they go up on stage and it shows um, Chrissy and John Travolta Billy, I'm sorry. Under the uh, stage, and they've got a rope. They've got that bucket of pig blood over top of Carrie. And for some reason, Sue is there and just kind of like watching from like behind the scenes, like being kind of creepy and weird. Um, I guess just to see if it goes well and if Tommy's, like, actually being nice to Carrie and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. But he's, like, b- hid behind the stage. Yeah, and that's the rope that's tied to that bucket goes up the side and over, like, of the stage. And she's basically got her hand on it, and you can see it moving, like, underneath her hand. And this little part where they're on that stage, it lasts so long. And I... I do not believe when we had prom, I think when they, they announced the prom king and queen, it was over in like a minute. It was nothing. It was basically like, oh, here's who won. And now they get to dance together. And that was pretty much it. That They just up there on that stage as if she's won like a beauty pageant or something. She's on this big bouquet of flowers. And she has that crown on and she's just like smiling at everyone and they're all clapping and stuff. It's just weird. <laughs> It feels like they're clapping for, like, five minutes. Yeah, it just keeps going on and on and on. And then her and Tommy kiss each other. Which was weird to me, too, since Tommy is Sue's boyfriend. And they, like, kiss on the mouth. Yeah, like a heavy, passionate kiss. And Sue is fine with it. She's just over there smiling her little face off. like <laughs> It's just so weird. I don't know. The whole thing is just odd. Yeah. But 
anyway, I think that the only reason they made it last so long was for, like, the suspense. Yeah. Because there's, like, the thing in the background the whole time, and it's like, Right, that alarming music (laughs) yeah it just keeps cutting from everybody like showing everybody's faces and stuff so then finally they let go of the bucket and the pig's blood goes all over carrie and it just like the whole room falls silent and this is kind of a scary part too because i feel like this was kind of showing that carrie just kind of just blocked everything out because you can see people screaming and yelling stuff and some people are laughing and stuff but all you hear is the creak of that bucket yeah so that's kind of spooky that's a spooky scene and you can see tommy yells out um i think he yells like what the hell or something like that and then uh you don't really hear any actual sounds that are happening until that bucket falls and it smacks him in the head and like kills him apparently (laughs) Yeah, because they were, I guess, where it hit him, like, in the back of the head, and it was such a big bucket, it must have just hit him just right. His friends killed him, basically. Carrie didn't kill him. And then that's about the time where she snaps, and all, like, her psychic powers, everything just comes to a head here, and she starts locking all the doors and windows and stuff. She traps everybody in there. She pulls that big heavy duty fire hose out of its little case and starts killing people with it yeah she just starts spraying a bunch of people down and then she like sprays the lights and makes all the lights go out and there starts being like electrical fires everywhere and it's not something because like all she can see in this next scene is she feels like and i don't know if they were actually all laughing at her or she just snapped yeah And thought she saw everybody laughing at her because she kept, it kept repeating that thing that her mom said. They're all going to laugh at you, Carrie. They're all going to laugh. It just kept repeating that over and over. And it just kept cutting and showing everybody, like her teacher and Sue and everybody just laughing. Right. And we know that Sue wasn't laughing. Sue was And I don't think the teacher was laughing either. I think that it just showed that because she had like a psychotic break. Right. And uh, so after that, she like knocks this big thing off the ceiling and she kills the teacher with it. Then she causes the mic for some reason the principal and that stupid english teacher fighting over the microphone i don't know why they They both get electrocuted they both have all their hands on it and then they get electrocuted by it and they both die but like i don't care they both sucked i I hated that miss collins died i liked her kind of like if i was gonna like anybody i still didn't like she still wasn't the best but she wasn't the worst you know yeah so, essentially, the entire school has been set on fire at this point, and the only two that had gotten out uh, before all this stuff happened was that mean girl and her boyfriend, because they had, they had ran out basically the second that the blood fell or whatever. Yeah, so it shows Carrie walking out of the building, and it's on fire, and everybody's screaming and crying and stuff, and she, like, shuts the doors behind her and locks them. And uh, she's, like, walking down the road, and a a single fire truck passes her. And I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> one truck. Using one truck to put out a, a school. <laughs> and also, let's completely ignore this girl covered in blood walking down the road. Right. But then it cuts, and it shows, uh, and this is such a goofy scene, but it shows Chrissy and Billy in Billy's car, and Chrissy's driving, and she's just got this, like, 
very like crazy manic look on her face. She's like all the way like up against the steering wheel. And she's like laughing or not laughing, but she's like smiling really creepy and has her eyes all huge. And John Travolta's just real sweaty. and they come up on carrie and she like uh stomps the gas because i guess she's gonna you know try to run her over and carrie like snaps around and there's like this scene where it like really shows like the special fact capabilities of the 70s that car just hurries and whips to the side yeah and then uh, Carrie makes it flip, and this thing, I I hate to laugh at this scene. Oh my god, it was so funny. The uh, camera angles that they chose for this, so the car flips, and it just does like a like the camera spins too. Yeah, and it's just like whoa, <laughs> like Scooby Doo. Yeah, that's exactly what it felt like, and it was so goofy, and they're just screaming and stuff, and uh, then it lands and she catches it on fire it like explodes and then you can see uh after it lands or whatever you can see like burning bodies inside of the car yep yep (laughs) you know i the thing about it I, i felt i wanted this character to die okay but i also felt that that was unsatisfying because i felt like she didn't know that carrie caused that to happen i do not i felt like it should have been a little bit more personal it felt like uh, she could have just veered off the road somehow, like lost control of the car and died like that. Like I wanted that girl to know 100% that Carrie killed her. And I felt like she maybe didn't know that. I wish that Carrie had had like a Darth Vader moment with her. Yes. With like the choke. Yes, that's exactly so anything like that. I think that would have been better. I wish it was just more personal. Yeah. But either way, she died. So good for her. Yeah, good for her. You deserved it. (laughs) Had the life you deserve. Um, (laughs) So then finally, like, Carrie makes it home and she's like covered in this blood and stuff. And for some reason, she chooses to take a bath instead of a shower. Don't ask me why. And she's just like washing her hair and stuff with a bar of soap, which I think is goofy. This really has nothing to do with anything. This is just like me being like, why? Right. She's sitting in the bathtub full of blood, crying and stuff, and somehow she manages to get completely clean and gets out. Her mom, who is dressed all in white and has filled the entire house with candles, is in like comes out from behind her bathroom door. <laughs> yeah, there's candles everywhere, like hundreds of candles lit all over the house. And I honestly, because of this whole candle thing, not just in that scene, but in several scenes in this movie, I'm wondering if they have electricity. Right, yeah, because they were eating in the dark at one point with just candles lit. Yeah, because I don't think that it ever shows them having electricity. They definitely don't own a TV. No. But anyway, her mom comes out from behind that door and she starts talking about basically how she should have killed Carrie when she was a baby and stuff. Yeah, and saying that she's the spawn of Satan and that Satan cursed her with Carrie because she enjoyed having sex with somebody and like just a bunch of crazy crap and all carrie wants is for her to comfort her she's like just hold me like just you know just hold me and let me lay here with you for a minute and it's so sad yeah because her mom is saying this like terrible stuff to her like basically she's like i should have aborted you and carrie's like please mom just hold me yeah it's so i just i hate that so much and then her mom's like, okay. And then she stabs her and throws her down the steps. 
which I still don't really understand why she stabbed her unless it's just because like where she's been was being so like insubordinate and stuff like that to her yeah and then when her mom comes down the steps looking like a complete crazy psychopath because she comes down with that knife wheel like wielding that knife up in her hand and she's got this big scary smile on her face and it's kind of tilting her head back and forth and I was like oh man like that's terrifying (laughs) that's the real scary person in this movie yeah so her mom's like lost her mind so she's like coming at her trying to stab her again so Carrie like and I don't know why these people have so many knives in their house (laughs) Carrie uh uses her powers and throws a knife at her mom and stabs her in the hand and stabs her like against the door frame and then she like stabs the other one against the other side and then she just keeps throwing these knives and there was at one point one that looked like I don't even think it had like a sharp edge on it it just looked like a like a cake batter thing <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> she still stabbed her with it um so she stabs her like several times like 10 different knives and kills her and it ends up making her mom's body look like that crucifix that she has in her little sin closet yeah it looks exactly like that little creepy jesus statue yeah you know her mom dies and when her mom dies the house starts falling down and i really my interpretation of that was that her mom was the one with the evil spirit in her body and that once she killed her that it released it and that's why the house started collapsing that's all i could figure because at first i was like like it had to have been some kind of deeper meaning like that because i was like why is this house just falling apart randomly because i thought maybe the upstairs had caught on fire or something from all those candles because there's like a thousand candles in the house right like the roof caved in and then it caught on fire and i guess she starts feeling bad over what she did to her mom she like pulls her mom's body down and drags her into that little sin closet and she's just like holding her and then the house like basically collapse in on both of them and and burns and they die and the house sinks into the the depths of hell i guess yeah (laughs) because like it shows uh, later that it's just a big black spot there the ending of the movie is that you see that sue is the only survivor from the school and for some reason, her doctor thinks that even though she's 17 years old, that um, she's just going to forget everything that happened in time. But that makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, her mom's like on the phone with somebody talking and she's like, oh, she's she'll be fine. Her doctor says she's still young enough that she'll just forget all about it. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, like that she makes- watched her boyfriend die in front of her along with like everybody she's ever known right but she'll just forget that happened like that makes no sense and then she's like asleep and she's having this dream and she's over there at the little burn spot where carrie's house was and that for sale sign cross thing is there and somebody spray painted carrie goes to hell or something on it yeah it says carrie white burns in hell she like lays a bouquet of flowers down and then a bloody hand reaches up out of the ground and grabs her and she wakes up and, like, has a panic attack. And that's how the movie goes off. Yeah, so there's a lot. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of feelings, I feel like, from this movie. 
I know this is a critically acclaimed film. I know that Sissy Spacek won awards for this movie. I just think it's really disturbing. And I don't believe it. I don't think it belongs in the horror category. I think it's a thriller and also a drama more than anything. I do not. I, I just do not think that it's horror. It's not scary. It's sad. Yeah, because like besides the telepathy stuff, none of this is stuff that doesn't happen in real life. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just a it's just a pitiful, sad movie, and Carrie deserved better. And I wish that she didn't die at the end. I definitely think it would have been better had she survived and just went on about her merry way. You know, like, yeah, it just feels like there was no justice served. Like, yeah, everybody died, but like nobody learned a lesson. You know, exactly. Yeah, but still, nobody, and that sign shows it. Like, nobody felt remorse. Nobody felt like they did anything wrong. They're just like, oh, Carrie can go to hell. Exactly. And so it's just, it's just sad. I don't know. But I would probably, the the story of this movie was so well put together, so well thought out, in my opinion. Um, some of the acting isn't great, in my opinion, though. And there are some very hard to watch parts in this film. But I would say out of five, I'd give it a, I get a four out of five. Yeah, that's about what I'd give it to. And it's all, it's solely because there was some goofy parts in it, like with the filming and with the acting and things like that. But as far as the story goes, the actual story of this movie is really good. And I do think that Sissy Spacek did really well. Um, I think she's just a great actress in general. Yeah, she definitely is. And I think she's, she just has this natural beauty about her, in my opinion. And I like that she kind of has an accent. I think that she is really pretty. And I think she... <laughs> this is going to sound horrible, but I think she plays, like, homely women really well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. She does. She does a good job with that. I mean, that's probably... Maybe it's kind of close to her real, like, personality or her uh, personal style or whatever. But, yeah, she did really well in this movie. Um, I'm not really super impressed by a lot of the other acting in it. yeah. Um, there was some, there was definitely some questionable people in this film. I was surprised to see John Travolta. I didn't know that, I did not remember him being in that movie at all. He's a baby in this movie. He's so yeah, young. that had to have been one of his first films, like besides Grease. I'm sure it was. Isn't he in his 70s now? He's gotta be, because if that was in the 70s and he had to have been 20 something in that movie. But yeah, I don't know. Overall, um, a very gut-wrenching film and uh, has a very sad, a sad story with a sad ending, but it was well told, so it's uh, better than some of the things that we've watched. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, I think it's definitely worth a watch, but again, like, this is just a big trigger warning for it, because there is a lot of really disturbing things that happen in this movie. Yeah. And nothing nothing that happens in this movie, to me, is really that, like, exaggerated. Like, that's things that happen, you know? Yes. There are remakes of this film. There's also a sequel. I haven't watched that sequel. I don't even know what it's about. I watched the remake that came out in the early 2000s. I enjoyed it. I haven't seen the newest remake, though, that has the girl from Kick-Ass in it. But it came out in 2013, um she's a good actress so it it might be good but I literally don't know anything about it so this is a story that 
has stuck with people. It continues to get good reviews and people still, you know, it's not, it is of its time. It's not timeless, that's for sure. But it is a, it is a story that can continue to have relevancy and it's just kind of a good reminder to not treat people like garbage just because you don't understand them yeah because like you never know what's going on with people behind closed doors and things like that you know like just don't bully people just be nice be a good person right and if somebody is ever around you and they're freaking out because they're bleeding even if it is from something natural don't act the way these people did that's so stupid and ridiculous yeah that whole scene made me so mad I, I just wish one person would have been like, hey, look, it's okay. Like, this is what's going on, you know, but it just. Like, not, not even the teacher, you know, she's smacked her in the face. Exactly. So, ugh, God. I think that's about all the thoughts I have on that, though. Do you have anything else? No, I think, I think that about covers it. Okay. So, this is our last episode of the month, like I said earlier, and we will be here again uh, you know, like always next week with a new episode. And in February, we are going to try to go a little bit because we both love Valentine's Day. So we are going to go a little bit closer to a love story sort of situation. Um, but I am not positive on what our first February episode is going to be yet. So I'm not going to tease that here because I don't know what it is. <laughs> but if you want... It's a surprise, and if you want to find out what it is, you'll have to just come back next week. (laughs) (laughs) If you would like to let us know your thoughts on this movie or any other thing that we have discussed on this podcast, if you have a ghost story you'd like to share with us, you have information about a cryptid you want to tell us about, anything paranormal-related at all, you can send us an email to themidnightmothpodcast at gmail.com. And you can also find us on social media at the Midnight Moth Podcast. And you can find Molly over on her Instagram account. Yeah, you guys can find me at TMM underscore co-ghost. And as always, I love to hear from you guys. I love to get your messages. If you guys um, have any thoughts on Carrie specifically or any of the remakes or anything like that and you want to talk to me about it, my inbox is always open. Or you guys can just message me about whatever. I always love to hear from you guys. Yeah, we uh, we very much appreciate you all. Um, thank you so much for making this first year a good one. And we will keep making content for you as long as you want to hear it. Uh, honestly, we probably will still keep making it even if you don't want to hear it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, If you have anybody in your life that would enjoy this podcast, please share it with them and help us grow our audience. And if you could also leave us a rating or a review wherever you're listening at, that definitely will help us out and it helps other people to find our show. We appreciate you all so much. We will be right back here next week with a brand new episode. So until then, we'll keep the lantern burning for you.